It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-S. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin. Working hard to bring you what's possible for your health, the Freighter and MCW Health Network is transforming the way care is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. The Green Bay Packers fell to the Los Angeles Chargers 26-11 to in Carson, California on Sunday, and it was an embarrassment in terms of execution, in terms of intensity, in terms of focus, in terms of coaching, in terms of just about any facet you can look to, Green Bay got outworked, they got out-efforted, they got out-prepared. And Aaron Rodgers said after the game, he felt as though uh, the, the team was not focused and locked in from the beginning. And he said, you know, whether it was the trip, whether it was, you know, guys getting a little bit high on their on their own press clippings or whatever it was, maybe they took the Chargers for granted. I said, I don't believe in trap games, and and I don't believe in trap games. I don't think this is a trap game in order to be a trap game. I think, you know, there there is criteria there that we don't have to get into the weeds about. But this was a game that Green Bay did not bring the intensity from the jump. And even then, even then. You know, you're only down 6 nothing in the first quarter. You're only down 9 nothing at halftime. They come out in the second half, and they can't get anything started. And then it, it just gets to the point where your offense isn't on the field enough. And, and you can point to the long drives, and you can point to, uh, you know, the running numbers. I'm not going to do that. You know, ultimately, the, the Chargers averaged 4.2 yards a carry on the ground. Th- that's, that's not great. You know, that's, a, that's a nice... To, to solid number. 4.2 is not going to kill you, especially with 38 carries. Now, three of those are Phil River kneel downs. So, you know, let's just take those out of the mix for a second. But still, it's not like they got gashed every every time a running back touched the ball. Melvin, Melvin Gordon, 20 carries, 80 yards. Four yards a carry. That is decidedly average. So the problem was 
offensively, you can't get anything going. You can't sustain drives and you're giving up big plays as a defense. I mean, Mike Williams has a 56 yarder. He has another deep one on Jair Alexander for over 40. I mean, a quarter of the yards in this game for the Chargers came on three plays from Mike Williams. That has been the bugaboo for this team all season. Even when they have the right defense called, they can't get in a position to make plays, and they haven't been in the right position often enough. The run game does not bother me. It doesn't bother me. Because when you look at the math, and I know this is, this is uh, a lot of you are, are not with me on this. I get it. 28 attempts for Phil Rivers, 294. Doesn't throw a touchdown. 10.5 yards per attempt. In 38 carries, but let's call it 35 carries. For 159, that's 4.5 yards an attempt. 10.5 is a lot bigger than 4.5. Green Bay's problem in this game was it could not generate pressure with 4. And the coverage was just unacceptably bad. Guys were not in position. Uh, I I didn't understand the game plan again from Mike Patton. Here's the thing. If you're going to play soft in coverage, then you have to rally to the ball. And Green Bay did a decent job of rallying to the ball and actually making tackles in this game. So, you know, that is is something to be said. But if you're going to play small because you want to stop the pass... You have to actually stop the pass. Now, Green Bay did not give up any long touchdowns, but they did give up a number of long plays. Three over 20. You just can't have that. They lead the league in plays allowed of 40 yards or more. So if you're going to give up big plays, you have to create turnovers, and Green Bay didn't do that. And that would all be one thing, because ultimately the Chargers only scored 26 points. That was in the realm that that I thought they would score. I thought they would score 24 26, 27, somewhere in there. I just thought Green Bay would get to 30, and they didn't. And they didn't for myriad reasons. And and those reasons are not Devontae Adams' fault, but I, I did, I think, offer some words of caution over how seamlessly they would be able to effectively reintegrate Devontae Adams in this offense. I am not blaming Devontae Adams for what we saw on Sunday. No way. What I am, am insisting on is it was always going to be more complicated getting him back if for no other reason than just his mere presence is going to affect the way Rodgers looks at his progressions. He's going to want to look at Devontae because that matchup, and this is the way he's played his whole career, he has always looked at the matchups and said, the matchup that I like is Devontae on someone. Doesn't matter who it is. And so Devontae Adams gets 11 targets in this game, seven catches, but for just 41 yards. Alan Lazard got 44 in three catches on four targets and had the longest play of the game for the Packers. That was what was working. So this offense needs to find a way to both take advantage of Devontae being able to, on third and seven, just get you seven because of his ability to win individual one-on-one matchups and also maintain your relationship to Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in the passing game to maintain your run game. I mean, Green Bay, they, they sort of got out of phase because 11 carries, 45 yards, that's a, that's a nice day on the ground, 4.1. That's, a, that's basically the same average that L.A. had. Aaron Jones, a tick under four yards a, a, a carry, and Jamal Williams, five yards a carry, but just on two carries. 
they they did not maintain that balance and part of the reason they didn't is because they were playing from behind but it wasn't like it was they were so far behind that they needed to just be throwing it on every play now that that was when the offense found its consistently consistency finally was when they were doing that when they were just you know they were trying to catch up but this offense works best with balance and it didn't have balance and this offense works when it gets into a rhythm and it didn't have any rhythm. And so the Chargers, they did possess the ball. I think time of possession can be an overrated stat because the odds of you matriculating the ball down the field, uh, you know, eight, eight times, nine times a game and doing that on 15 play drives is just not high. And even if you're going to do that, you expect that Green Bay offensively is going to be able to match. They couldn't. And to me, that was where the failure was. Because you have the game at 9 nothing at halftime. You should be able to, to, to still be in that game. 6 nothing in the first quarter. You should be able to be in that game. And Green Bay wasn't. They weren't able to find solutions. They weren't able to find answers. Where were the answers? Where were the adjustments? It was one of the worst halves of, of football, statistically speaking, that the Packers offense has ever had in the Aaron Rodgers era. And it was the worst statistical game of the Aaron Rodgers era in terms of yardage through three quarters. I mean, that's bad. And and it so it can't all just be, oh, Devontae Adams is back. That's crazy. He's the best skill player on this offense. You have to be able to, as a coaching staff, put together a game plan that allows you to do the things you've been doing well while reintegrating a superstar receiver. And if you're a quarterback... You have to understand what was working and stick with it, even with Devontae Adams on the field. And that's with Devontae Adams not even playing consistent snaps. He was on a pitch count. And so there were plenty of times on the field when they had you know, a personnel grouping that was similar to the kinds that they had been winning with, and they still weren't able to execute. Now, part of that is because they couldn't block Joey Bosa. They couldn't block Melvin Ingram. And then the penalties. The penalties are so avoidable. They're so avoidable. And Green Bay this season has not been able to consistently avoid them. Even in these in these realms of, of, of weeks where the offense is doing well, they've had some of these boneheaded penalties and, and the offense has just been able to be good enough that it hasn't mattered. You get into second and long and, and you get a, a chunk play back and okay, great. Doesn't matter. You play against a team like the Chargers who have star players, guys who can beat you, and they're going to. I mean, 26 points on the road, you you can still win a game when you have Aaron Rodgers giving up that many points. You cannot win games on the road only scoring 11 points. It just doesn't work. And for the Green Bay Packers, they're going to have to get this figured out because this looked more like the offense that was playing out of phase and and behind the down and distance when Devontae Adams was on the field. So what is it? What is the what is the block here? Because it's not Devontae's fault. It is a, a, a conglomeration of factors. How do they move forward? They have to find that out. And they have to figure it out in a hurry because they've got a good defense coming to Lambeau this week. And then they have the bye week. And then they've got to go to San Francisco and play another really good defense in two crucial games for Green Bay in terms of their playoff seating. So they have to get this figured out in a hurry. And it is weird after what we just saw 
to be saying that about this offense, but the circumstances have changed. And I don't want to overreact because I, I am I am not worried about the offense. But until they prove they can do it, until they can prove that they can do this with Devontae Adams, then you have to say, okay, we need to see it. Because just like they needed to prove they could do it without him, they did that. So now you have to prove that you can do it with him because if they can, if they can re- successfully reintegrate him, that's when this offense can be near unstoppable. If they can do the things that made them so good the last month and add in a guy who can beat man coverage consistently, who can get you plays in the red zone, who can pick up seven yards on third and five just because he can beat his man. That is the offense that can win them a Super Bowl. It's just not the offense we saw on Sunday. And if you're having issues sustaining in the bedroom, you are not alone. Most guys have tried different ways to last longer, but saying the Pledge of Allegiance in your head or counting backwards from 10 doesn't always work. The folks at Roman, a men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Roman Swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. They're so effective, easy to use, and fast-acting, but they don't even require a prescription. Roman can ship swipes to you in a discreet, unmarked package, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for, you know, whenever you need it. Swipes are great. They will not transfer to your partner, so you can last longer without worrying. They're super easy to use. Just take swipes out of the packet, swipe it on, let it dry, and you're good to go right now. You can get $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping at GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL for $10 off and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find innovative cures for complex diseases, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. Where are the answers with the defense? Uh, it was fascinating to see the Packers open up with Tony Brown opposite Jair Alexander on the outside. Not Kevin King. Now, Kevin King played. They had a rotation. Tremont Williams played out there too, but I think they realized that Kevin King has been inconsistent despite the interceptions. He's been inconsistent and has been a horrible tackler among league leaders in missed tackles, and you just can't have it. And they've led to big plays, and and he missed a number of them against Kansas City. And why Josh Jackson can't get on the field, I don't know. He can't really tackle either, unfortunately. But he was inactive for Sunday. Inactive. Second-round pick, top 50 pick. Can't get on the field. 
Now, we did see Oren Burks. We saw B.J. Goodson. We saw a different combination of linebackers. This is not a game that was on Blake Martinez, despite what I've been hearing from a lot of fans. Teams have not been able to isolate their running backs or their tight ends on him consistently because Green Bay plays in that big nickel. They play a lot of Will Redmond and Adrian Amos on linebackers and on running backs. So before you know, we, we go crazy worrying about what Christian McCaffrey is going to do to Blake Martinez this week, remember, Green Bay doesn't really play a defense where that's a problem. Now, he has not been an impact run defender. He has not been an impact blitzer, and he is not, obviously, a great coverage linebacker. His impact on this defense has always been as a run defender. And if you're not going to be an impact run defender, then... How are you helping this team? He had, at various times, been an impact run defender. A really good one. Among league leaders in run stops. And it is just, it is weird to see him play as passively as he has. I think that's why we're seeing these other linebackers. And this is, again, a positive sign. Something we've talked about on here before. A willingness to say, if someone is not getting the job done, that... They'll put someone on the field to try and prove that they can get the job done. That is an acceptance of flaws. It is an acceptance of failings. And that is an important step to take when you're trying to get something fixed. How do they get it fixed? Because Darnell Savage is back on the field and they're still giving up big plays. Jair Alexander is getting beat. In man coverage. Now, Mike Williams is a unique matchup problems for a lot of teams. This was not the Keenan Allen show. They kept Keenan Allen pretty well in check. And they were not able to prevent big plays because Jair Alexander got beat in man coverage twice. Phil Rivers knew, it seemed, before every play, before every snap, he knew where he needed to go with the ball. He knew what the call was. And... You know, if the Packers aren't getting pressure, they're having issues. If they're not getting pressure with four in particular, they're having issues. I think Mike Patton has become a little too reliant on Preston and Zadarius Smith to get pressure when it seems like, and this was true in the Chargers game as well, when he brought extra guys, it flushed and flustered Phillip Rivers. And it just seems like they played a little too passively at times. And it, it's like he can't, he can't find that Goldilocks zone because on some plays, it's like he's being aggressive just to be aggressive. And on other plays, it's like he's being passive just to be passive. And, and on third and two, when your whole defense is playing soft coverage, yeah, it's going to happen that you, it's, it's easy to complete and get that first down. I mean, that is, that is being passive to be passive. I, I don't understand it. So they have to get this figured out. You know, Kenny Clark has to play better. and Maybe he has to get healthy. He's been dealing with various injuries all season, but he's been playing and just not making an impact consistently on the game. It's been Zadarius and Preston Smith, or it's been no one lately. And part of that is because early in the season, you had Darnell Savage making plays. You had Jair Alexander making plays. And they're still getting contributions. They're still getting you know, Kevin King is still getting interceptions. He's still making some of those plays. They're they're not getting enough from the other guys. And they're not getting it anymore from Jair Alexander. They're not getting Darnell Savage impact plays. And why is that? Well, I, I think part of the problem is there's just more 
film on this team. And so some of those, those exotic blitz looks are less exotic. And teams have been able to say, okay, Zadarius and Preston Smith, you're not going to beat us. Someone else is going to. And we think we can anticipate the disguises you're going to run, the, the things that you're going to do to try and confuse us. Someone like Phil Rivers is going to say, yeah, but I've seen that. We just have to execute and, and I can beat it. That's what he's saying. And that's what Mike Patton said, by the way. Mike Patton said, we're not going to show Phil Rivers anything he hasn't seen, so we just have to execute. And they didn't. They didn't. The Chargers did. And sometimes this game is that easy. The Chargers star players came to play. The Packers star players didn't. Just didn't. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game. Aaron Jones didn't have a great game. David Bakhtiari and Brian Bulaga didn't have a great game. Devontae Adams didn't have a great game. Now, that's your whole offense, okay, on defense. Jair Alexander didn't have a great game. I mean, you can just go down the line. How many times are you going to lose a game if that's the case? A lot. I mean, you you cannot make up. If you're you're not going to execute, you cannot make up with just scheme. So, yeah, we can talk about whatever issues the offense had getting off schedule and and maybe Matt LaFleur, and Matt LaFleur said it, that they got outside their game plan and and they didn't do the things that they wanted to do. Rodgers said there was a lot of things that they liked and wanted to get to this week on offense that they didn't get to and wanted to get to. That's fine. But your schematic advantage, such that you have one, only goes so far if your guys don't execute. Coaches look much better when their players execute. And, and Devontae Adams mentioned it as, as part of the Gus Bradley defense. The Chargers have been playing this defense for a couple years now. They feel comfortable with it. And, and Devontae likened it to the Seattle defense. It's not anything exotic. It's not anything special. But they execute the hell out of it. And they looked good last week with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram back. Now they have those two guys, and they can wreck your team. Preston and Zadarius Smith did not wreck the game. And and as a result, their defense gave up some big plays. This was not a game that the run defense lost for the Packers. Now, they gave up some first downs, and and that's difficult. But if you're going to make a team go every, every possession, I mean, L.A. had... You know, nine drives. It's not that many. If you're going to go and, and say, okay, every drive, we're going to make you go 75 yards and you're going to have to do it in 15 plays, chances are you're not going to be able to score effectively and efficiently doing that without chunk plays. But they got chunk plays. That's the difference. So this is the the, the dichotomy that we, we talk about all the time on this show, right? Are you giving up an advantage in the run game by playing small in order to stop the pass, yes. That's fine so long as you stop the pass. Because it's like, okay, if if this is going to be the outcome, just play, you know, quarters, two deep safeties, and and let them run. I mean, at a certain point, that's how you have to feel about it because all of the disguise... All of the the clever coverage schemes, all that stuff is is leading to big plays and it's leading to busts. So does it need to be simplified? Maybe. We know it needs to be executed better, that's for sure. I'm not going to pretend to know 
But this is this is suddenly looking like a problem that Dom Capers often had. It's like, okay, you want to be you want to be creative, you want to be disguising, and when you're getting sacks and turnovers, it looks really great. And then other times, it's it's big plays. Now Green Bay's red zone defense still played really well in this game, and you hold them in the red zone three times in the first half, and and you force field goals, and you give your offense a chance to to stay in the game. And maybe this game is different if Green Bay's offense can play some complimentary football to the defense, but they couldn't. And then by the end of the game, you're worn out, you're tired. So when we say run defense doesn't matter, for example, that is true. Number one, if you're not giving up big plays in the passing game, as we've said over and over. And number two, if your offense is in a complete disaster. Of course, it's a problem to have a team run almost 40 times because that means they're running that many plays and they're having some relative success with it. They're probably in the lead, which they were all game and they're keeping your team off the field. So that's a problem. Green Bay for the last few weeks, their best defense has been that their offense has been wildly efficient and they've been maintaining the ball. They've been holding on to possession. When you don't do that, it puts a lot more pressure on your defense and and that's just the reality of the NFL and the modern NFL is you're you're going to you're going to give up plays. And so okay, can you give up plays in the right moments and can you create plays for yourself on offense? And Green Bay couldn't do either of those on Sunday and you know what? You're going to lose games when that happens. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with DoorDash. Right now our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app, enter promo code Locked On. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats. You can pick from main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein 
Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. I, I said this in my post-game story that I wrote for SB Nation. You know, the the glass of beer half full approach is Green Bay 7-2. and two. The entire NFC North lost. Seattle didn't look great. San Francisco won but didn't look great. I mean, even the Patriots on Sunday. I mean, they got they got truck-sticked by Baltimore for most of that game. Th- this is a weird league. I mean, the Vikings, you know, you, you go to Los Angeles and you lose to a 3-5 and five Chargers team and you say, man, that sucks. But Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Melvin Gordon, Phil Rivers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, this is a loaded football team that has lost some close games with some boneheaded mistakes. I mean, they could very easily be 5-3 and three instead of 3-5. and five. It was a game before the season. I think most Packer fans would say, yeah, they're probably going to lose that game. If you extract the context of this season and just look at the players on the field and just look at last season, let's say, this is a game that most people thought Green Bay would have a tough time winning. But they won last week. They got the good break with Patrick Mahomes. And here they are, 7-2. and two. Most fans, if I had said before the season, going into this game against Carolina, not only would you be playing Kyle Allen, but the Packers would be 7-2. and two. Would you take it? 100% of you would say yes, right? 100%. So, I, I, I mean, the sky is not falling. I think there are concerns with the defense. They are fixable. We've seen this defense play really well. And, and it is about execution. They're not executing consistently right now. And there are some game plan issues, but Mike Patton is a really smart coach, and I trust him to figure it out. They're, this is a more talented team than it was last year. We're seeing progress from guys like Rashawn Gary. And Darnell Savage is a rookie. He's going to be up and down. Jai Alexander is 22. There are players on this team that can get better. This defense can get better, and the offense, we know what the ceiling of this offense is. Can they get there? Seven and two ahead in the NFC North by two games over the Vikings who lost to Matt Moore. It could always be worse. You could be the Browns and you could have lost to the guy the Broncos benched Joe Flacco to play. Imagine being so bad. You are the second string quarterback to Joe Flacco and Brandon Allen, not even the second string quarterback, the third string quarterback. And the Browns lost to that guy. Packers didn't do that. They didn't play well. They had a wonky game. This stuff can happen. It can happen. Aaron Rodgers said after the game, look, we were losing games in 2016, and I just felt like we we had a good team. We, we, were, we had a special group of guys, and we, I knew we could make a run, even in, in, in games where we didn't look great or we didn't play our best. And this group is special. He said he likes the character of the, of the guys in the room. And that he believes they will bounce back. He almost had a smile on his face talking about the lack of focus. Because he is that guy to say, we need to prepare our asses off or we're going to lose. And I think he had a sense that guys were not as focused, not as, not as prepared for this game for whatever reason. For whatever reason. And this is almost I told you so. And I don't even mean that in a condescending way. Aaron Rodgers as a leader knows this is a teachable moment. They're still okay. Seven and two, they're still okay. This is still one of the best starts the Packers have had in an Aaron Rodgers season at seven and two. 
and there are still ways to get better, to improve coachable and teachable moments. And that's the position you want to be in as a team. You want to have excellent, an excellent record, but be able to get better, but be able to go somewhere. This team is not peaking yet. They still have not played a complete game. The defense can get back to playing as well as it had early in the season. The offense, we know what what its ceiling is. They can still get better, and yet they're leading their division. They are, in all likelihood, going to be at least a three-seed, if not better. San Francisco's schedule gets a lot tougher. Who knows what happens? Anything can happen in the NFL, and you know we, we see that every week. So L.A. gets paid, too. They were the desperate team. They were the team that fired their offensive coordinator because things were not going well. Their team responded. Green Bay's didn't. Now is their chance to respond. And and the last time the Packers got punched in the mouth by a hungrier team that that outplayed them and outcoached them, three quarters after that happened, they were beating the Dallas Cowboys 31-3 to at Jerry World. So just remember that before you go full sky is falling about what's going on with the Packers this week. All right, our interview with Alan Lazard is tomorrow. And that was, it happened last week, but I, I think you're really going to like his journey and his evolution. He he is earning a, a bigger role in this offense. At this point, Geronimo Allison cannot get through a game without getting hurt. Lazard is making plays. He's playing special teams. He's doing everything that's asked of him. And I think it is time to accept that he is a good player. He is a useful player. And he is maybe the most, the second most reliable pass catcher in this offense after Devontae Adams. I don't, I don't say that lightly, but I think it's true. I mean, that, that deep shot to Jake Kumaro, we probably should have had. We don't see consistency from MVS. And, you know, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Obviously, that they really like the matchups with Jones and Jamal Williams. Maybe we can see Sternberger, Big Bob Tanyan get involved. But right now, Alan Lazard is the second most reliable pass catcher on this team in terms of receivers pass catchers by trade so i think we can see him be a bigger part of this offense moving forward all right you can follow me on twitter at peter underscore bukowski follow the podcast on twitter at locked on packers like us on facebook subscribe to the podcast on itunes on spotify on google podcasts wherever you find podcasts you will find locked on packers the number one packers podcast in the state of wisconsin and the show for fans who know what happened they want to know why and how and anytime you want to hit us up on the locked on packers fan hotline you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.